Hey there, Vlad here. Before we jump into the episode itself, I just quickly want to mention that this episode is kind of best of guitar talk or something like that. However you want to call it. Basically, we collected a bunch of guitar-related articles and news and stuff like that we discussed over this year into one episode where we just really, really dive into some of our favorite guitars of the year that were released. And as always, all the links and ways to support what we do in the show notes as well. Have fun, have a great holiday season 2021, and we will be back in 2022. Cheers. As what is Moore launches G GTRS Intelligent Guitars via Indiegogo with a super knob. <laughs> There's an exclamation point on gearnews.com. <laughs> <laughs> a super knob. And uh, basically, based on what I'm seeing, slash reading, slash hearing, uh, it's a guitar with a bunch of like built in Moore effects amp simulations and stuff like that i think that's what it sounds like to me i'm extremely interested to test the super knob and the specifications <laughs> of the guitar look interesting and it looks like it can do a lot of cool stuff but i've noticed that most people don't seem to think this is going to be a good thing and most people seem to think that the technology behind it is not going to be very applicable in 5, 10, 20 years' time. Yeah, that that's, I guess, that I think that's my issue with this thing because uh, I saw this comment on, I think, on 60 Cycle Harm Facebook group uh, on this guitar and somebody just mentioned, oh, cool, Moore just put an expiry date on the guitar, which kind of, <laughs> it, it's kind of true, to be honest. Yeah. Because... Especially with yeah. the company strategy putting out, like, they're putting out so much new stuff every single year that I don't know if this guitar will be in any way relevant in two years, let alone 10 years. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Like, their R&D team pumps out so much from pedals to amps to other niche sort of things like modelers, and now we have this gtrs guitars division i don't know if it's actually moore the company or if it's like an offshoot or a sister and it's being funded by crowdfunding right by yeah. indiegogo so you have to do one of those kind of online things where you sort of pay in advance to kind of get something and if enough people buy it they will produce the guitars that's how i understand it mm. i think this kind of is that something you would do uh no <laughs> <laughs> like based on, first of all i think i saw that it would be like 300 dollars. but looking at the specs it seems to have like the guitar itself looks great i think like very this uh sir type of super strat or like an hss strat looks great and yeah that's what i thought it reminds me of the um the Schecter nick johnston ah that's true model like the hss model that he has and i think it has a rosewood fingerboard that was the stat that stuck out for me at $300 these days you don't see a lot of rosewood fingerboards yeah the thing is like I'm I'm trying to figure out whether it is actually $300 because I think I saw somewhere that 
it actually might have like a roasted maple neck. Could that is that actually true? Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that uh, from memory. An American basswood body and a Canadian roasted maple neck, coupled with a rosewood board. And I don't think any guitars even sell that spec for three hundred dollars without the intelligence. You know, I don't yeah. think you can get a real like a Squire or an Epiphone or any other brand with those specifications for that much money today. So either the specs are wrong or that price 300 is not right. I mean, how could it be that? How could they make any money whatsoever off that? Yeah, I mean, Harley Benton does have uh, uh, some roasted uh, maple or caramelized. I don't know how they're calling them, but I think they have something caramelized. <laughs> I've heard like that's Caram an actual caramelized term. with a maple syrup fingerboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a term I've heard. Yeah, okay. I think because there's, I think like at least with in a, some with countries, a chocolate fudge finish. That's a tasty guitar. Sorry. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, I've okay. eaten today, and I need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's all good. Uh, I think I think roasted maple is like a trademark thing at some places, at least. I don't uh, think it's a, it's okay. a trademark thing in like EU, but some because I've seen caramelized or like baked maple neck, and you know like yeah, ba items. baked. I've seen for sure. Don't think yeah. I've ever seen caramelized, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if someone has a, you know, a trademark on the name for using yeah. that. I don't know who it would be, but yeah. Anyway, I mean, I feel like if they are going to do this intelligent guitar, they should probably also sell a non-intelligent version, which is just yeah. that guitar. Because if they could make that guitar with those specifications without all the intelligent stuff, presumably that would sell for less than. 300 if 300 is going to be the price mm. and that would be amazing value for money if they're any good yeah. which i assume they are as in the press releases they say that they've been sent out to people and tested to make sure that they got the best possible playing guitar so it's a very interesting project isn't it yeah uh one question i have is like who is this for like what are they like besides being a fun practice guitar I'm not sure what other user cases you might have for this, I guess. Yeah, I mean, have you seen the video that they released, the, the promo video? The girl playing uh, this guitar on a subway? Yeah, exactly. There's basically a, a girl who she, I think at the start of the video, is using like a traditional guitar rig with proper guitar pedals and an amp and wires and all that kind of stuff and they mm. say it's the end of all that traditional nonsense you've got a guitar with a super knob that has everything built in and so um yeah she then is in a variety of scenarios like in the park busking i think and then on a subway yeah. train just with headphones just playing a guitar as as you do never ever but she's doing that and then she walks into a gig and plays it as well and I, it seems like from that video you know, and as someone as a marketer who's marketed products in a similar way before, it feels like that they're advertising it for people who want one guitar that can replace their whole entire rig and do everything. And yeah. they're looking exclusively at people who are going to be into the whole digital thing. It's not going to be a professionally marketed thing, and especially for the price. But yeah. on the other hand, I feel like they are trying to go a bit up market with it because of the rebrand. You know, if there was mm. a guitar that said Mua on the headstock, you would automatically think, okay, this is, you know, a cheap, affordable thing. 
And, you know, Moore effects are very good, but they're in a certain price quality threshold bracket, you know. Yep. But this guitar is just going to have GTRS, and I think it's a, a bit of a rebrand for them. Yep. I, I guess that's why they also like launching it on Indiegogo. Maybe they want to have like a secondary company doing that, something like that. Uh, going back are to the video, by the you? way, she's bus yeah. like she's, she's playing in a park, but she doesn't have an amp or anything. So, so, so is she like playing through just acoustically? <laughs> because <laughs> you can do that with any electric guitar. <laughs> that's, that's I don't like, know what she's doing. It's I don't know. I mean, <laughs> is there going to be like a Bluetooth thing in there? And she's connected ah. via the guitar to headphones. But if she's doing that, I assume that there would be so much lag that it would be unplayable. I don't know. I don't know what the idea is there. Mm. It's an interesting but, thought, though. Maybe that guitar comes with a wireless connection and you can somehow do that. Or maybe it was just a thing that they thought looked cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe it's a thing where they saw the Boss Wazza headphones and thought, yeah, we can get in on that market by showcasing <laughs> this. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Uh, to me, this is something that I thought about with, an, with the acoustic as well, is that I'm not comfortable with the fact that I need to charge a guitar because I've had situations where my battery dies during the song or during the show and what are you doing when that happens? Because on a traditional guitar, you can take out the battery, put in a new one and you're back uh, on the next song at least. With this one, nope. Yeah, that is a... Um that is an interesting question. It's, um, I think it's obviously something that people would not take out to uh, proper shows with. I mean, you couldn't, could you? Uh, just for the risk of it. It will be yeah. very interesting to see what the battery life is. You know, yeah. um, there are certain products on the market today, like amplifiers, for example, that have, um, like it's called, I think, a, a hot battery changeover. So mm. someone else can swap the battery for you. And while you do the swap, the thing keeps working. Oh. So if they have some system like that in place, could be a doer, but I think it's, uh, yeah, I think that's not really realistic. Yeah. I have, like, even though I'm fairly negative about this or like skeptical, let's put it that way, I'm also kind of a little bit interested to try this out. It could be a lot of fun. Like, especially if it's a budget friendly instrument, just have this as your like It's a, could be a great practice rig, for example. Yeah, exactly. For that kind of money, it seems like a no-brainer to at least try it. And I mean, the Moore effects are good. People yeah. have been talking about um, the built-in effects unit could be this, the GE300. And if the guitar has all of that built into it for that price, that would be a one-stop a one practice solution for anybody yeah. anywhere. For example, you know, if you're going away somewhere, if you're going on holiday... If you're just going somewhere else for a day or you take it to the office with you and you can literally just play in your lunch break or something, you don't need an amp, you don't need pedals. It seems like you literally just need the guitar and the headphones. And yep. in that sense, if, it, if it's any good, I think they'll sell a lot. Yep, that's true. So Depending, yeah. of course, on what the technology is going to be. And that's the other question. How long will it be relevant for? And how long will Moore continue to update the products, you know, if it has yeah. software and apps and stuff, how long will they keep checking into it and making sure that the latest operating systems work with it and stuff like that? That's the other question. 
Yeah, that that's where like I have very little faith in Moore. I've demoed several products where software felt outdated by the time the product was like in my hands, like six yeah. months after the re release. Like the uh, what's it? What was it called? Moore. I need to check. I did a video on that as well. Moore something something. Uh, I think it was ah, preamp live something something. Uh, yes. Ah, the one, the preamp live where you can like yeah. sort of profile amplifiers almost. Yeah, like the software was yeah, so buggy on the Mac version, and like uploading anything yeah. there, like anything like that. Like, I don't think that's product. That product isn't relevant anymore. Like, even though it was like yeah, released just a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting product. That one because it came out with a massive fanfare, and I remember a lot of videos from. Big yep. guys like Fluff, you know, using it and showing in the videos yep. at least that it sounded very good and it seemed to be like a genuine contender against, for example, the Kemper Profiler, you know, a much cheaper version for people who wanted to do things like this. But I personally don't know anyone who ever bought that preamp live and you don't see it in shops or anything. You yep. never see it listed for sale in, you know, secondhand guitar markets or anything like that. It's just, it didn't catch on. And I think you're right now that the technology is no longer kind of kept up to date by Moore. And if you do have one, it's getting harder and harder to use it. Yep. That's the thing. Like uh, compared to Helix, for example, the Helix Stomp is still like very relevant and they keep updating yep. it all the time, adding like, uh, even though it has limited processing power, because they keep pushing more and more updates, they're actually able to get more out of it, which is really cool. I think they just like it used to have like let's say six FX block. Now I think it, I think it has eight or something. So like, if yeah. you bought your HX Tom three years ago, it's even better now, and that that's fantastic. I like that approach a lot. With Moorweb, I get a sense that it's creating a product that's good enough and throwing it out there, and then moving on to the next thing. But I could be wrong. Maybe this is a completely different approach. Maybe they want to do something differently. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. And I, I hope it is. Because for me personally, I think the idea looks really interesting and yeah, yeah like a lot of fun. So I, I hope it does work out and that the technology actually works for a, a longer period of time. Just out of interest, I was just navigating the Toman website as we were talking. And I found the most affordable Harley Benton guitar with an ebony fingerboard. And that's mm. 299 euros uh okay. so ballpark pricing i don't yeah. know yeah we'll see we'll see we'll keep an eye out on these and hopefully one day we'll get to try one out that would be really interesting fingers crossed yeah moving on to the next one which is um called help me out how on earth do you pronounce this Harley Benton Aeolus, uh, something. Aeolus. My, my tongue just doesn't twist to those words. These kind of semi-hollow single-cut uh, Harley Bentons with, with some premium features, according to GearNews.com, these look great. Like, kind of less polish shape, dot inlays, semi-hollow, really, really cool. There's two different finishes. There's like a sunbursty one or like a tobacco burst. Well, they're calling it glossy Bengal flame finish. Glossy Bengal <laughs> and then, flame. Yes. And then there's 
a Harley Benton Alice Frost Flame. Frost Flame? Well, I, I guess that's a Frost Flame. It looks like a flat finish. And yeah. arch tops, uh, it seems. Yeah. I love nice. the look of these. Yeah. They, they, yeah, and I think on the the website where we saw the news story, it refers to them as being like a mashup of a Les Paul and a 335. Nice. And that's kind of what they look like. It's like yeah. uh, if you're just listening to this and can't see it, it is a Les Paul body shape, slightly thicker by the look of it, with two F-holes on the front. And it looks to be, is it a completely hollow body or a semi-hollow? Uh, semi-hollow. So this is this most likely like a center block. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Which so is, there's a center block, two humbuckers, yeah. and... What's that neck made of? That's definitely not rosewood uh, or ebony. Is it roasted maple or something? Roasted maple, according to the specs. Roasted nice. maple, a single volume, single tone control, and I think the the pickups, the humbuckers, are both splittable. Yeah. With a push pull knob on the tone control. Yeah. Three way selector switch. The pickups are Tesla brand, so invented by Elon Musk, especially for this <laughs> guitar. They're solar-powered, the so this guitar doesn't need plugging in at all. Th this is kind of crazy. That's that not true, the by the way. At least it's probably yeah, not true. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, the Tesla pickups, I'm actually familiar with that brand from like almost 15 years ago. Uh, I was fairly active, or like very active on a Finnish musician forum, and especially on the guitar section. And people were, were like, somebody found this company that made Tesla pickups, and we would like bulk order those pickups as a group in the on those forums from China, so yeah, but a bunch of people have had the Tesla pickups, and they were good back then. And that's are they, like are they cheap pickups. I yeah, wonder why affordable. these are in the guitars instead of Roswell or Wilkinson. I wonder what the deal is there. Yeah, maybe my guess would be like they wanted to go with special pickups for these guitars, and like uh, as you know, with affordable brands like. The way you save money is to produce a lot of the same thing, which saves you money. So maybe like redoing like some sort of pickup wiring station or something like that ended up being more expensive than just ordering these from Tesla. The is this an I original guess, design by Harley Benton? Would you say, or is this paying homage to something else? I mean, I've seen Les Pauls before with F-holes, semi-hollows. Mm. I remember Rob Chapman had one for a while, which was very, very cool. But that's a very rare thing for Gibson to do. And mm. this looks like it might be Harley Benton trying to do their own thing a little bit. Again, maybe people watching and listening can tell us, is there a guitar model that this is based on specifically? Yeah, I mean, it, they definitely took like liberties here and there. Like it's... To me, it looks a bit more original and like thing is it's a set neck, but there's a freaking cool cutout there as well. Like you have high fret access on a semi hollow guitar. That's very interesting. Like there's like a almost like a shred guitar type of cutout going on in the neck as well. And yeah, it's a, it's a curious mix of very modern and very vintage features and looks as well. I would say yeah. Uh, the they, the they Bengal look... burst, the glossy one, is much more traditional looking than the the satin one, the frost flame. Yeah, as well. I, I'm gonna. But check you've got these you. modern features like the um, the truss rod access yeah. down at the the bottom of the neck where the neck meets the body. You've got a truss rod wheel there, which again is 
making things very easy for the people who are doing work on these guitars. And on that cutaway, yeah. you've got a lot of access there. And there's also like a, a cut within the cutaway on the body to make it even easier. A smooth curve there. Yeah. These are very beautiful. These I'm yeah, like more shout interested out to, in than the Dullahans. Yeah, also like shout out to whoever took the photos of these because they, they look fantastic <laughs> on the Holland website as well, or like on the Thoman website. And yeah, really cool. I, I kind of want to try out this as well. Like I have no need for such guitar, but it hasn't stopped anyone ever. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I'm really interested to try one of these too. In fact, yeah. I want this more than the Dullahan. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but yeah. No, I guess you wouldn't. Not be, surprised, but, but this is kind of disappointing. I don't know. Guitar. This would be a yeah. unique guitar in pretty much anyone's collection, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. That's what's cool about yeah. this one. Yeah, look, looks great. I, again, links below in the description or in the description if you're listening to the show. Check those photos out. These look really really great Jump to the next one which is the Harley-Benton DC 60 Junior and I guess this is your thing quite a lot like a single pickup P90 it's literally my thing there it is yes um, oh that's true yeah. hold on hold on let, let, let's show that to the viewers where uh, are you yeah. Yeah, the there DC Junior, the DC sixty Junior is literally my thing. It's an SG Junior <laughs> style guitar, single P ninety pickup, single Roswell pickup. That is, and yeah, if you guys watch my channel, you know that I'm a sucker for single pickup guitars, single P ninety guitars as well. And when I saw this yeah. one was going to be released, I just had to jump on it. Pelham Blue as well, my favorite color, pretty much. Well, blue guitars for the price, it's it's so much fun. I've done a video already, mm. so if you guys want to watch it, and Vlad is kind enough to put the link in the description, you guys Absolutely. can go and check it out. But Absolutely. it does exactly what you would expect it to do. I mean, it's a bit rough and ready. I mean, it's 199 euros, and you can't expect perfection for that price, you know? Sure. There's a couple of build things on it where I thought, oh, okay, I'll live with that. There's like a smudge of finish where it shouldn't be. Um, I can also show you maybe here. I don't know if you'll be yeah. able to see it, but there's close-up pics in my video. You can see where the guys have... Um... Oh, It's really hard to turn a guitar towards a camera when you're on camera. Um, True. These bridge pins here, they've been twisted by a person to optimize the height, and you can see that they've kind of used a metal tool to do that, and it's cut into the metal there, so it's a bit ugly. You can't yeah. quite see it here, but on my channel, there's a close-up image of that as well. Mm. Yeah, but... Uh, a couple of little things, but apart from that, it's so much fun. It came set up really well. You know, this guitar wasn't set up by anyone specially for me or anything like that. I literally bought it like, mm. a, like a normal person would. And it's just an awful lot of fun. It will better benefit from a setup as well, but for 199 euros, I mean, crazy, crazy value for money. Harley Benton as well, just coming out with so many different designs and body shapes and yeah. original and also homage instruments. And I mean, what you get for the money is just awesome. I mean, recently we talked about the Aeolus, which is twice the price of this one and has so much for the money. But this one, it's if you're looking for something like this and you've got two or three hundred euros to spare, then no brainer as it was for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only thing I'm starting to think of like is with these guitars and <clears throat> for example, the bass I just ordered yesterday, like uh, I'm actually taking into account the price of like a proper setup. I'll, I'll probably take it to a luthier right away to have like fret ends rounded up and stuff like that and just make sure that they're level and things like that. But with some of the prices you're paying for like Harley Benton's or in my case, a Sterling base, like they're so affordable that when you add up like, I don't know, in Finland, I'd say with 100 euros, we'll get like a really good setup already for your instrument. Uh, maybe even in including the strings. So yeah, for three, 400 euros, uh, or maybe in Harley Benton's case, like 300-ish euros, you'll get it great guitar which is also like a fun mod platform in the future if you want to upgrade it yeah exactly and i think it's also the kind of guitar that you could take on stage or to a gig or to a rehearsal studio without kind of feeling scared that it might get damaged or if you drop it or spill beer on it or whatever it's going to be a problem I mean, I know that it's better not to do that kind of stuff, but if you're worried about taking a Gibson or even an Epiphone or something out and playing it and risking getting it damaged or stolen, maybe, then the Harley Benton is going to cover that for you. And like you say, budget yeah. in a setup from the from the new price and you're laughing, really. This one definitely will get a setup, but it was good enough out of the box that I have been enjoying it since then. No problems. Yeah. Yeah hoping to try this one out at some point uh i and don't feel like model, oh, by the way. that's cool oh, that's true yeah that that's fairly rare even like in budget friendly guitar range so that's cool lefties they remembered you as well yeah that's good I, i'm not sure how many of the squire <clears throat> paranormal guitars for example are available as left-handers I mean, I'm assuming they have mm, a not sure if but I'm not sure that there's yeah. any, to be honest with you. Yeah. Could and be. that's a real shame. And luckily, both of us are right-handed, but I know a few left-handed players, and it's it's doubly frustrating for them because even when they do often get the chance to have one guitar from a new range, it'll be in the most kind of plain finish possible. So they'll get like a maybe a boring sunburst version of something and... They won't yeah. have the same options as right-handers, and they'll often have to pay more as well for the benefit of oh, having yeah, a left-handed instrument. Yeah, but these HB yeah. ones, they're the same price in lefty as well, so well done to Harley Benton for getting that right. The next one was like, I didn't think I would be excited, but I am actually excited because Slash has unveiled like an Epiphone collection, so there's like a bunch of different slash epiphones with the new headstock with some great specs as well look at the guy sitting in front of like in front of his marshals and gibson and epiphone guitars yeah again i saw an anderson's video and i didn't think i could get excited about a les paul but i kind of did so yeah i mean look at that picture slash is an icon whether yeah, you whether you like true. him and his music or not He's really kind of defined what Les Paul playing and players are like. And yep. I mean, there's been a lot of talk over the years about slash signature models. There are already so many slash signature models, <laughs> but it was about time. 
that he got an Epiphone Les Paul run going, I think. There have been previous ones. There was a Slash's Snake Pit model, I think, in like Vermilion oh, Red or yes. something like that with the Zebra Humbuckers. But now we've got kind of the classics. And yeah. we've got guitars that look like his famous Les Paul type guitar. Because mm. am I right in saying that his original Les Paul is not even a Gibson? No, it's not. It was made by like a local luthier. Somehow yeah. it was like a Gibson copy. Yeah. So anyway, well, we've like, got yeah. affordable versions finally, you know, with the right headstock of this guitar. And they look great. <laughs> and they cost quite a lot of yeah. money for Epiphone models, but True. I assume they will sell by the truckload. Yeah. It's still way, way cheaper than like a 899. Yeah. I think if they come with like a case as well as like for example Jared James Nichols James Nichols one I think also comes with a case and who else who someone else also got an Epiphone signature we talked about that person as well well I forgot right now but yeah they actually like Good spe- have good specs as well, like mahogany bodies, like these see-through tops, uh, lock-tone tunematic bridge, graphic knot, uh, Epiphone custom pro buckers, which I've learned are pretty good, and there's like orange drop capacitors and CTS pots, so like good hardware as well. I think these are still worth the money, and like a bunch of Guys who are like Epiphone artists actually play their Epiphones live as well. Like Jerry James Nichols, uh, what's his name? Matt Heafy from Trivium, for example. He's yeah. really well known for his Epiphones as well. And he actually plays them all the time. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so. great. That's great. I- I'm not sure we will ever see Slash playing his Epiphones. I was live, just about but... to say. <laughs> you never know. It's kind of the same with Joe Bonamassa because those guys have such yeah. huge collections of the original guitars. Yeah. It's like they just play those instead, you know. You know, the one thing that I'm not too happy about with these guitars is what I've read in other places online, and that's that they cost about 900 euros here in Europe, and that's a mm. lot of money for an Epiphone, sure. You're getting sure. great specs, but they're actually very close in specification to the current top-of-the-range Epiphone inspired by 1959 Les Paul, for example. And so ah, effectively I you're see. paying 100, 150, 200 bucks more just for the Slash signature. And is that fair? True. And I guess, you know, for 900 euros, I feel like it would have been possible to put a different pickup in there. Not just, yeah. not just an Epiphone humbucker. I mean, Epiphone pickups are great. I've got some really good ones. I love the ones in my Les Paul Traditional Pro, but you kind of feel like they could have done a bit more for 900 The Jared James Nichols guitar, for example, has a Seymour Duncan P90 in it. Mm. And for 900 I feel like they could have gone there. Yeah. The Gear News article we're looking at actually says, like, <laughs> feels like there's, like, a slash tax <laughs> in there somewhere. <laughs> Slash tax, yeah, exactly. There you go. Slash tax, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, eight ninety nine isn't cheap, and there's a lot of options in that price range already. I think you might be able to get like a heritage or some like some 
brand that also has like a Les Paul type of guitar for that money as well. And that those are great. I uh, haven't tried any of these Epiphones, so don't know. I'm assuming the quality is pretty good. Also, I've heard. Okay. They should be. Oh, like what, are, of, what are the fingerboards yeah. made of? Are they ebony boards or are they like uh, laurel fretboards? Let's see. That's again just Let's another personal bugbear of mine. If they're not, uh, if they're not uh, ebony, Let's read those they specs. Do not say actually. Click on one of the product links down below, and we'll see. Buy now. I'm not going to buy it, but. So it's a mahogany uh, body, see. triple A graded flame maple veneer, mahogany neck. As the neck is a slash custom C shape. The fretboard is laurel. There you go. So 900 euros and you're not getting uh, rosewood or ebony on the board. Yeah. Again, I understand why that's been done in the current day and age, but it's something I would prefer not to have. You know, my, mm. um, my 2014 Epiphone Les Paul Traditional Pro has a beautiful rosewood board which is still a joy to play and that cost 330 euros new seven years ago <laughs> wow. with a hard case i mean wow we haven't had that yeah, much that's... inflation since then uh, we've just had the slash tax yeah i was just about to say it's the slash tax <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah i mean yeah, so I'm... those are the less pauls yeah. there's also acoustic models as well which i find yeah. quite interesting quite cool i mean i don't really associate slash with acoustic guitar whatsoever. Do you? I mean, are there any famous Guns N' no. Roses songs on acoustic? I'm not really a Guns N' Roses person. Apologies to uh, anyone if you're offended by that. I, g- <laughs> I guess he has played those, like, oh, acoustic guitars. Some of the songs, like, uh, there are a few songs from the, the band's range where, like, acoustic is very present. I'm guessing Slash is playing those. There, yeah, uh, but uh, I don't know. They look nice. That's all I yeah, can two, say. Yeah, two two J forty five models. They look really, really classy. Yeah. Again, you're going to be paying a slash tax over standard models, but if you want Seems to so. associate with slash and many, many guitarists too, then great. And we alluded to it earlier in the show, but. This is another example for me of brands like Epiphone really going after doing something a bit different. I mean, I know mm. Slash is super old school and very cliched in the world of guitar, but this is a, a kind of model and an amount of options that weren't available before. So kudos to Epiphone for doing that finally. Yeah, definitely. And like, I still like the fact that uh, none of these guitars are such that like uh, when a random person would see you play one, they would go, like, oh, that's Slash's guitar. How embarrassing. Oh, how cool. Like <laughs> nice Les Pauls and nice uh, J45 acoustics uh, that are also Slash signature instruments. I like that. So like they're a bit more neutral, I guess. Yeah. And I have to say with the Les Pauls, none of the color options are such that I like immediately would like to get one i like the green one on the left what's the name of that finish Mm. is that anaconda burst i don't know yes (laughs) they all all have slash related names don't they yes anaconda Anaconda burst Burst. november burst appetite burst (laughs) metallic gold and les paul vermilion burst yeah for me it would be anaconda burst can you click on the product page again because i really want to see if there is a case included for that price oh that's true let's go there 
including I, case, like, it says at the bottom. So there you go. The back of the guitar looks really nice in the Thoman product shot. Yeah, really dark, sort of mahogany yeah. stain. It looks really classy. But look at the pictures of the fingerboard there. And again, it's it's a taste thing and it's a psychological thing. But yeah. if you guys are looking at this and not listening, that laurel board looks so dry just in that product image to me. True. It doesn't look high quality at all. Yeah. I know I'm That's biased true. against it's laurel, but true. still, if you're looking at this, just tell me you would not want to just oil that straight away. I was trying to like you can always dye it as well if you want to. Yeah. 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 It does come with a nice looking case. Yep. Good case with the slash logo. Very nice. Yeah. Eight eight ninety nine for me I would get like a twenty four percent discount because I can buy it without VAT, but it's still quite a lot of money. So Yeah. Yeah. That is a fair amount. And they're already in stores. So there's yeah, going to be videos cool. popping up online soon. So I'm interested to see how these turn out. Harley Benton guitars, because uh, this is also something we missed. They put out some cool Explorer style guitars on the market. And to me, they go very heavily for this kind of ESP. Version. So not like Gibson Explorer as much as... This looks more like the Hetfield ESP signature guitar. And yeah, it gives me also more interesting of a metal vibe the, for sure. Yeah. And what's also interesting is like they're actually kind of offering two tiers of this guitar. So there's a EMG loaded version, which is obviously more expensive. And then there's... Uh, I, I'm guessing they're Harley Benton's own Roosevelt pickups, or at least like more budget-friendly pickups. And I think think that drops the price by like 100 and something euros if you don't get the EMGs. So if you don't actually want to have the EMGs, you might actually opt out or like go for the cheaper one. And if you want to upgrade the pickups later, you kind of save the money for those. You can obviously also sell the EMGs, but yeah. I think these look yeah. cool. Yeah, I think exactly. it's a great idea. I mean, it, it is a much more kind of modern version of a, a Gibson Explorer. Of course, they yeah. couldn't go for the exact Gibson Explorer body shape because, as we all know, Gibson will come for you if you do anything like that. But they've gone with something <laughs> which I think if you're playing thrash or if you're playing any kind of metal, modern metal or not quite so modern, these are going to be right up people's street. They look really sleek. They look... They kind of look like they're worth a lot more money mm. than they actually cost. Do you have the prices on yeah. the on the page that you're looking at? Uh, just a second. Uh, around four hundred dollars with the EMGs and the Roswell loaded are two ninety eight dollars. Uh, yeah, so prices vary a little bit depending where you live, but yeah, sure. Um, but we're going to put a link to Thomas. Yeah, and four yeah, beautiful finish options. Yep. That's We've true got as well. Do we have the names for the colors? I mean the one that jumps out at me is the Benton <sighs> blue, which is kind yeah, of Benton like a, a sky blue sort of a color. It's it's a very vibrant looking uh, color. There's a, a a black one, there is a, a whitish one, vintage white and there is vintage white. Yep. It's a modern black and shell pink. Shell pink, which uh, in that image you're showing us right now looks like dirty white again. <laughs> but <laughs> 
I'm sure it'll be slightly shellier in the flesh. If you're the photographer for Harley Benton who takes the pictures, this isn't the first time shell pink doesn't look like shell pink. Please. Go up to the top of the page. I mean, it's, uh, it's a, a bit, bit more pinkish there. here. But, but that's surely still. the same picture. Yeah, I don't know. Why is just Photoshop it to make a bit more pink? I don't know. Why they always come out <laughs> white? It's weird. I know. I don't know. But they look like great guitars, though. Have you ever played an Explorer type? Yeah, I was actually one of, wanted to mention like with Explorer. Uh, it, for me, it feels really uncomfortable to play sitting on your lap. But when you put like a strap mm. and you stand, you like the only pose you can do with that is like you you kind of spread your legs a little bit and like do the head field pose rather way like somehow it like <laughs> sits in a way where like i don't think you can like stand fully like straighten up with that one you just have to do like the heavy metal kind of sli slightly hunched back type of thing right away it just like calls for that or something like that i love how <laughs> it feels to play that way yeah, and I think the one uh, I I've played was like one, a, maybe like down. a Gibson Explorer. Yeah, again, I've tried standing up. I've never tried sitting down because it just felt like it would be a non-starter. I've tried a V yeah. sat down, and that kind of works if you sort of put it in between your legs. Much more fun standing up. But the one thing I remember most <laughs> about playing an Explorer is uh, my friend and musical colleague back in the day, Dan. He had an Epiphone Explorer in black, the Corina version. It was an absolutely beautiful guitar, but they're actually huge, like physically mm. gigantic guitars. And I'm talking about the bodies, specifically kind of, I don't know which part you would describe it as, the big pointy bit at the back, you know, where the arm <laughs> kind of <Tail>. rests on. <laughs> and whenever you would turn yeah. round when standing up playing one of those explorers, you'd smack into a cymbal stand or a mic stand <laughs> or into the face of your singer and... It's really, it was not very practical for me to play whatsoever. A very nice guitar indeed, the Epiphone Explorer, sure. but yeah, a death trap. And this one is even pointier than the Epiphone or the yeah. Gibson models, so you, you could take someone's eye out with that thing. But I'm sure they're fantastic yeah, guitars for the money. Yeah, and you can't put that on any, any stand either, like, like floor stand. You basically have to wall mount it. Yeah, or you have to get one of those stands that kind of just grabs the guitar like at the top of the neck under the headstock and it just floats in midair but i'm never too happy with those yeah these are not practical guitars yeah. but i think they're not supposed to be are they yeah but my guess is like for the money you're getting a lot maybe not like a perfect guitar as with any budget-friendly guitar but based on what i've tried from holland lately like even though you might not always get like a fully like there's there's always something let's put it that way with those but they're yeah. just killer killer mod platforms as well so yeah exactly and, and if you're like a, a younger player or just looking for kind of if you're an experienced player and you've never had an explorer for example and you just want to get one of these as a kind of a taster into that world of guitar just to see how it feels if you like the body shape if you like the way it performs there's probably no better way to do it than this because I don't think you could probably find a, at least where I live in Germany, you probably couldn't even find a used Epiphone for the price of one of these new Harley Benton models. Yeah, that's so true. In that sense, they're a total no-brainer. <clears throat> I would yep. get the Benton blue one, of course. 
Of course. I don't know. I'm of kind course. of torn between the shell, shell pink and the vintage one, dirty white, as you call it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should call up those. your colleague at Harley Benton, your, your friend Benny, and I think you should order the shell pink one. And then when you get it in person, we can actually see what color it is. So that will kill true. two birds with one stone. Because That's true. I really like shell pink, and that doesn't look like shell pink to me. Yeah. True, but the, I, again, the, we looked at the dollar hand guitars a few weeks ago, and like those photos also didn't look like shell, shell pink. That was the same, white. wasn't it? Yeah, it was, a, yeah. It was like an anemic shell pink. <laughs> This is how Shell Pink looks like if you put it in the sun for four weeks. ESP announces the new Alexi Laiho. That's how you pronounce it. It's not Alexi Leo. It's Alexi Laiho. Learn to pronounce as Finns do. Finish lesson number one today. Yeah. Uh, Alexi is, of course, known for his band Children of Bodom. And like just before his passing, he passed. Uh, in December 2020, I think, or like early this year, very early this year, for from like he had a medical issue, and yeah, he was very respected guitar player like all over the globe, very well known as well. And I think his ESP signature model slash LTD signature model is probably like one of the top three sellers of all time for ESP. I'm, I'm, I don't have oh, really? the data to back this up, but those guitars okay. sold like crazy in like two, early 2000, 2010s. Like they were everywhere. So, yeah. I don't, this looks a little bit so different from the previous. Yeah. Go are ahead. you familiar with his signature series? Have you played the previous models? And is this something that you would buy, this new one? Uh, I am familiar. Uh, I was pretty close to buying one in my like true heavy metal teenage years. Uh, so like 2005, maybe. Something like that. I would be, what, 2005? I would be like 16, 17 at that point, I think. Yes, I think that's how math works. I was like really close to buying one of the LTDs. So, but then I d didn't buy one because everyone else had one of those. Like you could see these guitars in like church bands and everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, these actually um, look a bit more like the Jackson signature he used to have. Or like he f first played Jackson guitars, again, a V shape that looks a little bit like this. And now they came out with an ESP and LDD versions. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow it looks a bit more like Jackson. I think maybe I just remember it wrong, but the older one was like a slightly smaller body. And speaking of which, like some people know that I have the Jazzmaster project going on and I called to a local luthier to build it every few weeks or so when I have time. And... Uh, Last time I was there, like one of these types of guitars were there for was there for repairs. Because as you can see on the pictures, like there's really long like upper horn and like the lower horn. And I think like 30%, this is just my like guesstimation, like 30% of all the guitar luthiers in like two between like 2005 and 2010, 
like probably like 30 to 50 percent of their repairs were like fixing people's guitars who had like LTDs and ESPs that they had hit when trying to do the Alex Lajo tricks with their guitars and hit those corners into like a wall or a chair and anything like that and there were always cracks or like a horn would break or anything like that because yeah, I, I can saw totally so imagine many repairs yeah, because yeah. I saw so many repair shops like fixing those, like repairing those. <laughs> yeah, I've never played one of these kinds of guitars, but we've talked about it previously. I've played Explorers before, and yeah, sure. when you turn around, you you hit stuff, and <laughs> if you're unlucky, you you break stuff, you crack stuff. But yeah, these guitars they they have kind of a white sort of almost arrow chevron type design on it almost looks like they're pre-broken mm. so the first time you smash it on the top <laughs> horn that first bit down to the white line will break off the second time the next bit will break off and then you're down to the minimum part of the body there so i quite like that so it's kind of, kind of like a puzzle guitar it's just like you could take off the different horns yeah exactly it's nice. be a, they're, they're very, very expensive these idea. guitars by the way i've just seen the prices yeah, it's kind of hard to avoid the feeling of like ESP is kind of taking, in a way, taking advantage of his death, I guess. Because, like, you think? Okay. In the past, the cheapest models were like $400 or $500 or so. Mm. These are like, like $5,800, $2,500, and $1,600. That's yeah, a lot I of mean, money. Yeah, I mean, $5,800 is the you know the handcrafted version sure but that's well you know 5800 you're up in whatever you want territory you're up for a custom built yeah. luthier thing you're up for a, a gibson custom shop model if you want you're up for you can buy vintage guitars for that much money but in terms of the metal realm like this because this is obviously very much a metal guitar i can't think of that much else off the shelf which is going to cost about this much money. This is one of the most expensive mm. guitars I've seen in that genre. And I think for that this money, you could get like a custom shop Jackson's as well, or like a local luthier would build you one of these as well for that money easily. And you can customize everything on it. Obviously, it won't be like an Alex Lyle signature, but still, uh, I don't know. ESP seems to know their audience though, so I'm guessing there's a market for these and like I bet this will sell. Especially because this will probably be like depends on what kind of deal they have with the Alex Lyhop estate, I guess, at this point. Like this might be the last one of his signature model. Or maybe not. Not sure. They're still selling dime back Daryl guitars as well, so hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. This just makes me sad. Like, I wasn't a huge, huge Children of Bottom fan or his new band whose name I just, I forgot the name, but yeah, he had a new band as well going on. Like, he was a, like, in a metal genre, he was one of the few, like, unique guitar players, both, like, composi composition-wise and also, like, the way he played and the kind of riffs he created and stuff like that. And it was really cool to have like that kind of guitar icon coming from Finland and being respected by like just everyone. So, yeah, exactly. He was yeah, one of the the true icons of that that niche, that genre. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it says in the article that we're looking at that 
he was working with the company on these guitars before his death, but yeah, now they're out nine months later and people mm. are going to have to stump up a pretty hefty amount of cash to, to get one unless they go for one of the more mass-produced versions. But it's going to be really interesting to follow this, and we hope that ESPLTD can do kind of justice to his legacy with these guitars and not do anything yeah. kind of exploitative of the fact that he's no longer with us. We are obviously going to start with the Fender Player Plus series. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Rich is applauding me. Uh, I, I kind of deserve it in a way, if you will, because... I tend to mess this up. But, yeah, moving on to the actual article. We are quoting uh, guitarworld.com, and it says, Fender launches all-new Player Plus electric guitar and bass models with fresh finishes and switching options. And basically, they are launching, I think it was four different strats. Then there was four different tellies. <laughs> then there was at least one precision bass. <clears throat> excuse me, and then there was a jazz bass as well, or was there actually two of them? Let me quickly check. Yeah, there's two different versions. And these are made in Mexico, but they are kind of uh, pricier than you might usually expect from... Uh, <laughs> yeah, made in Mexico, uh, sold at US prices. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Though I have to say the specs look pretty darn impressive there's like rolled edges on the fingerboard and uh, which kind of gives you that kind of played in feel and also just it's just so much more comfortable to play when they there's rolled edges uh i think they redesigned the noise pickups uh, on all of these guitars because people have had oh, have they? okay yeah uh i I think I checked out like an Anderton's video or something and they mentioned that these are like actually redesigned. So it's like if people had some issues with uh, previous ones, these apparently are new, but I reserve the right to be wrong here. I might have just misread it somewhere, but I gotta say this look nice. Yeah. So where do you think that these sit within the overall Fender range? Because for the past couple of years, we've had the player guitars, which are like the most affordable full-fat Fender guitars made in Mexico. And in European prices, they're about, what, five, six, maybe 700? So, you know, within the reach of most players, I would say. We also have the Noventa series, and we have a bunch of different American series. I assume most of which have been discontinued as we talk, but the most affordable of those was the American Performer. Yeah. And those guitars were around the same price as these Player Plus guitars. So I'm actually quite confused as to where these sit within the Fender canon. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. To me, they seem to be like, uh, if I... Take a look at Ibanez. They have the Indonesian-made ones, which are like around thousand-ish euros or so, maybe slightly a bit more. Uh, to me, these kind of feel like they fit into that range. So it's like kind of pro-level specs, but uh, still like fairly affordable. Though I don't know what's the difference, like surprise difference between one of these. 
compared to like an American made one. Uh, I'm not too familiar with all of the like different price ranges Fender has. Yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm placing too much emphasis in my head on the importance of where they're built. Because actually, mm. at the end of the day, what's the difference between being built in Mexico and being built in America? Is it that much of a difference? Yeah. I don't know. My, my, I mean, my, my favorite Telecaster is a Mexican standard from yeah. seven years ago. So, <laughs> Yeah, the, that's know. the thing I like. Uh, the Strat I bought from Tolman a few years ago was also Mexican-made. And it was like a thousand-ish euros price range. And I never felt like, oh, this is way too much for a Mexican strat putting that in quotes because it just felt great it was really well built and it was just too vintage for me with its 7.25 inch radius but otherwise like that was a road worn yeah. strat wasn't it yours yeah okay yeah. so these ones the player plus i would say are far less traditional than some of the yeah. other ranges that we have and i think the key thing there is the finishes that you have. You know, there's no yeah. two-color sunbursts, Fiesta red or black. Well, I mean, you can get some plain colors, but we've got a selection of very eye-catching designs, and I think a few which might be quite divisive. Yeah. So we're just flicking through the screen. There's a silver burst, HSS Strat. There is a beautiful, I don't know even how to describe that color. What's that finish called? Cool. That's it's, like a tequila sunburst, or like a burst or fade, something like that. I think that's how some people oh, it tequila it. sunrise. Because uh, I was going to say, yeah, it, that's true. It looks like a cocktail to me. Yeah, it's <laughs> just red that transitions to yellow slash orange. It's yeah, a beautiful guitar, like but it. I can imagine you know some players yeah. will really be put off by the looks, and some will love it. That's yeah, but tide pool blue is it? It's not quite Lake Placid blue. Uh, yeah. But you can I mean, see also from the pictures, by the way, that there are not rosewood fingerboards on these. They're Palferro or Laurel, right? Uh, I th I remember seeing this. Uh, you can get it with either either maple or rosewood fingerboards. So there you go. Those pictures are not rosewood boards. They can't be. It has to be the Harley Benton photographer effect here as well. Ah, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm going to have a look on the Fender site right now, actually, just to uh, Yeah. I mean... But if, it, but if they're rosewood, they need a good oiling. But if they are yeah, rosewood, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that these colors are a bit less traditional. But then again, I think the whole guitar goes for a bit more modern vibe anyway, because of the roller fingerboards. edges. Yeah. And these have 22 frets instead of yeah. tw 21. Uh, then the tremolo system is actually two-point, which I personally like quite a lot. It just feels a bit different, and you can actually like use it a bit more, in a way, I want to say. So there's that, yeah. and yeah, a bit more modern finishes, stay, not stay, stainless steel, noiseless pickups, stainless steel pickups. That would be a new stainless thing. Stainless steel, but yeah. noiseless pickups. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Teflon pickups in the tele models. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I'm just, so yeah, just to confirm, I am on the Fender website and it is Pau Ferro. The, the darker fingerboards are not rosewood. So oh, really? the site that so we're looking at, world. is that Music Radar? They've got that flat wrong, guitar unfortunately. World. So Guitar World. Well, yeah, same company. So there you go. They are yeah, Pau Ferro okay. boards. 
But I would recommend yeah. anyone who's interested in these guitars to go to the Fender site and have a look because you can really see the the beauty of some of those finishes. I'm just looking at the HSS Strat right now. And there is a three-color sunburst, which looks nice with a, with a maple board, but there's also a cosmic jade, which is like a sparkling kind of bright green, which is, I think, beautiful. Would love to see it in the flesh. Then we've got a silver burst, which is awesome. And silver burst, of course, is hot right now. We all remember the Adam Jones tool. That is Gibson true. Les Paul Custom Guitar Saga. And then there is one called Bel Air Blue, which is right up my street. It kind of looks like you're at the beach. It's like it goes from mm. a, an almost sonic blue, sky blue, through to turquoise, through to a deep royal sea blue. So that's a beautiful guitar. Mm. I'm such a sucker for yeah. a finish that I like. You know, not even thinking about the rest of the specs or anything like that. I love that <laughs> Bel Air Blue finish. That's the one I'd buy. And that guitar is... 1100 euros so yeah what do you think about those prices Vlad I think you said you you find that quite affordable I mean I would love to try this out and like because it's Fender it will might actually be possible in Finland like I have a feeling like when you pick one of these up you will get a, like a feeling of like a really solid guitar with good specs good hardware like there's locking tuners proper tremolos and stuff like that and as I mentioned, these come with 22 frets, so there's a little bit of modern touch there as well, noiseless pickups. And I think there was like even some switching options here, like not just the five-way <coughs> switch, but was there something else? Yeah, yeah, they do. So like the the HSS yeah. strats, you can split the humbucker. And in the three That's single nice. coil strats, you can pull up the, the second tone knob and when you're on like the bridge mode and the, the second position, you can also have the neck pickup active. So nice. it gives you some very different, interesting sounds. And I would recommend anyone watching to watch the video by our good friend, Eirik from Living Room Gear Demos, because he actually was lucky enough to get one of these guitars in and he demos that sound. And it sounds great. Another yep. thing that we didn't mention in terms of modern fittings is locking tuners. That's another cool feature. Yeah. Man, I love this telly. This looks so weird. Like there's like a what from white to like black fade. It looks Kinda like looks a pint little... of Guinness. I like it. <laughs> and yeah, I'd I like, like a pint a of Guinness right now. That's a nice guitar. Oh, yeah. a Nashville telly. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they're definitely leaning into like super versatile, like working musicians' tools type of thing. That's how that's the vibe I'm getting from this. Like and that's that's why, at least based on the specs and in the videos I've seen, like I feel the price is justified. Obviously, like you gotta try one out to actually find out whether they feel and look like and perform well. But I mean, this looks also this looks great as well. This is also like this bluish sparkle type of thing. I'm kind of excited. I don't need a telly, but I could you like wouldn't mind getting like some sort of strat, and these are very tempting. There's definitely less emphasis on the bass side, so it seems. Oh, a five-string like tequila. What what was it? Tequila Sunrise, jazz bass. That's kind of cool. Is I there a P bass or is that. it just jazz? Uh, just jazz. Uh, uh, there was a one PBS, but they don't have more. They don't have like additional pictures. There's just one four string 
like is it like pearl or Olympic pearl? I guess is the color. Just one P bass, uh, yeah. which is actually another. Mm-hmm. It's like an active precision bass, but it also has like a jazz master pickup in it as well. Okay, interesting. So, so yeah, it's like you say they are focusing on making these instruments super versatile. You know, like yeah. the working guitar or bass that a musician can take out on stage, and they only need that one instrument to do everything, and they can rely yeah. on it too. Yep, yeah, I like this. Like, uh, it's really a cool addition to the range. Definitely, I, I just the, the one thing that gets me still is the fact that you could pay a tiny little bit more and dip your toe into American built Fender territory. Or even buy, you know, American stuff used for less than what these cost. So yeah, in that sense, it's that going to be true. interesting to see how, how these go. But also, you know, look at those finishes. If you if you were tired of boring Strat, Tele and P and Jazz based mm-hmm. finishes, this is going to be your thing. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like looking forward to seeing more demos of these. Some of them, as you mentioned, have been kind of been popping up up on our YouTube feeds, and I'm guessing there will be a lot more as well. So, I would imagine so. Yeah, but it, yeah, it it is interesting. Like it's the same as with Indonesia made stuff. Like prices on those keep going up on like some of the products but also the specs go way up as well without those price increases so i guess it's uh like if you put a lot of emphasis on where the guitar is made then yeah i get it this feels weird like if the american ones are just a tiny bit more expensive but then again i don't know i'd, I'd be happy to like use one of the indonesian made ibanez guitars it's one of my main guitars it was just super solid and felt like like an instrument you could trust to do well in any situation. So, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I I have mixed feelings. On like, which one would I get? Uh, maybe like a Strat. Maybe even like an HSS Strat. But the banger because Harley Benton just released Fusion THS. HH roasted, uh, let's click a button so we can see them as well. Kaboom. Yeah, basically dual humbucker, floating bridge, kind of telecaster style shred machines. I gotta say, these look cool. As anyone has, who has ever watched anything I do, I have a spo- soft spot for tellies. And I kind of want one. I kind of want one. Yeah, I kind of also do. I think they were teasing these guitars just when we recorded our previous live episode, so almost two weeks ago. And now they're here, and yeah, it's no massive surprise what they are, but they look very, very cool. And they're doing that Harley Benton thing of, if you look down and see the prices, we'll see that they cost around 400 euros, so we're up at kind of premium Harley Benton prices in terms of that brand, but look at the specifications, what you get for that money, and it's just, they're really knocking it out of the park right now with what they're offering. Yeah, and once again, shell pink. Okay, this looks a little bit pinkish at least, but yeah. like, <laughs> it's still not. 
there's, there's a hint of pink in this one. There's a hint of pink. Look at the flame on that oh, neck, that. on the back of the neck there. It's beautiful. It's, it's very, it looks great. Uh, we talked about the ALS. Like, the only thing I don't like about this is the fact that I think the Tesla pickups that come with the ALS were like a tier above the Roswell pickups that are on these. I, that, that's how I feel at least. Like, You think? Okay. Yeah, that's my experience. I've had couple guitars with Roswell pickups. I've had the um, the one that looks like P. Thorne's signatures. So, so that's like uh, whatever the model name was. It's part yeah, of the that Fusion. A, that's series, a Fusion as well, isn't it? But yeah, Fusion yeah, S, like, I'm going to guess. <laughs> yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, not yeah, as big as a fan of the pickups as on the ALS. But you can always swap yeah. them. Let's go through the specifications of these guitars quickly yes. for anyone who can't see it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, They're part of the Pro Series, again, which is the more expensive. I'm not going to say the boutique Harley Benton range because there aren't any <laughs> real boutique Harley Benton ranges either, but the, the less yeah. cheap of the Harley Benton range. So, roasted hard Canadian flame maple necks, twin Roswell Alnico 5 humbuckers, a Wilkinson two-point trem system. So you've got a whammy on this tele model, which is quite an unusual thing. And yep. WSC staggered-looking tuners. WSC is not Wilkinson. I get a fair bit of confusion on my videos, and I always make mm. the distinction that WSC is a separate brand, I would say a level below Wilkinson stuff. And they also have a 42mm Graftech Tusk XL nut. So we're looking at fairly similar specs to the ALS apart from those pickups, as you mentioned. Yep. And if you scroll down just a little bit more, I'm going to guess we have stainless steel frets. Yes, we do. 22 of those, medium jumbo. The bodies are that unpronounceable word. Sapele? Sapele? Something like that. Sapele. Yeah. I'm going to pronounce it after the footballer. Sapele. Um <laughs> And I don't really yes. know how heavy that wood is generally, but I'm guessing these are going to be quite weighty beasts. Yeah. And the colors. Ice blue, uh, shell pink, flame bengal burst, daphne blue, dark pink, and silver sparkle. So pretty much <laughs> something for everybody who doesn't want, you know, a two-tone sunburst. Although with the flame bengal burst, you're not that far away anyway. But these are yeah. definitely modern double humbucker-equipped Telecaster vibes. Yeah. Uh, I should also mention that the colors have been designed or like chosen by our friend Hunter from Agufish channel. He actually posted a video. Oh, really? Where the title was, I yes, know that. I chose the colors for this. <laughs> so, yeah, I like this a lot. The neck joint looks great. We are watching the Thorman uh, website right now and like, yeah, it's still like a bolt-on neck, but there's a nice carve. Should give you a very nice higher bed access. Yeah, I am very interested in one of these. Look at that. Yeah, like, I mean that looks great. Yeah, it looks amazing. It, it's very sewer vibey, isn't it? Oh yes. Yeah, you should uh, get in touch with your friends at Harley Benton and get one sent to you immediately. Now you've got yes. time to maybe pick up the guitar again. 
It's yes. probably not my ballpark as much because for me personally, I love tellies as well, but I have never loved a telly with a whammy bar on it. So, I mean, it could be something for me to try, but I suspect that I would just prefer to have it without. So it's not yeah. for me, sadly. But that's yeah. okay. That's okay. You don't have to like everything. Yeah, there's a guitar for everybody. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel I would have trouble choosing which one. Uh, can we like have a closer pink? look at the... Yeah, I like that. Can we have a closer look at the dark pink? Yeah. That, that, I think that might be the one. Oh, and Finnish, yeah. uh, I would call... I think I've mentioned before, it looks like... Be, like there's a Finnish... As saying like it looks like berry porridge, so like exactly like this berry kind of... porridge. Okay, yes, that that guitar so, looks very Charvel esque to me, yeah. and I know that you have a thing for pink Charvels too. So that yes, would be your you choice for me one. personally. I would like a more neon pink if I was going to get a pink guitar because if you're going to go pink, you go all in for me. But <laughs> that's that's still pretty cool. Yeah, true. Again. Roasted maple for the neck is great and for the fingerboard, but with that color, I would like to see like an ebony board instead. I would love that. Yeah. But look at the flame yeah, on the back of that neck. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think like, I remember hearing somewhere that there's more and more like factories who are able, like the technology of like um, roasting maple has evolved quite a bit. Like, even 10 years ago, it was a rarity. Like, and very few places actually, like, produced that. And now it's it's kind of everywhere. And why not? Yeah, Maple is more, like, less rare and stuff like that. It's kind of en- more environmental friendly as well. You know, I want to take yeah, a look exactly. at the... And, you know, Maple well. has been a, a traditional fingerboard and neck wood for ages and now for people who wanted rosewood but can't have it anymore on cheap guitars because of the CITES regulations we have roasted maple and it looks great but the one thing for me about roasted maple is that because of the guitars that it first started appearing on it has a more kind of metal vibe for me and less of a Mm. classic sort of a sort of an aesthetic so I always feel like a guitar with a a roasted maple neck and fingerboard is going to be kind of a modern one as opposed to a more classic leaning one. Yep. I mean, this looks great. Yeah, I'm actually starting to lean towards the shell pink one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so going to email Harley Benton after this show. Do it. (laughs) I would Uh, love it if they'd made like a gold one of these, I think. Oh, Can we see the silver sparkle? Like, I've been kind of looking around for sort of a a satin gold finished guitar for quite a while, just on the off chance that something shows up at a decent price, but there's not many gold guitars to be had. Yeah, like, some of these have, like, that's actually really cool. That's a nice finish, but the silver sparkle is only on the top, isn't it? Not on the back or the sides. I'm guessing it's Ah, we can see how many pieces of wood are in that body. That's interesting. Oh, that's true. One, uh, two, yeah, three. this is one is four made piece? out of three. Three piece? Uh, I think I'm seeing three... No, maybe four. On this left side, there might be a fourth piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how you Which is absolutely money. not a problem, by the way. It's just no. something you no, can no, no, see no. on this guitar and not on the others. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you can I see actually no as well that... that. 
the back of that neck is way less flamed. By the way, your Aeolus, how flamed is that neck? Because in the specifications, Let the Aeolus necks are mentioned as flamed, but mine is not flamed at all, at least not to the naked eye. I mean, obviously it's been you know, produced in that way, but there is no flame that you can see and enjoy. Allow me to switch the camera. Bigger. Sorry, listeners, but just, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. that flamey. Mm. No, I mean it's very difficult to show. There's a bit more going on, maybe here closer to the neck joint, but it's not oh, like yeah, super, super apparent. Yeah, just when you twisted it, then there's a little bit down towards the dusty end of the fretboard, closer to you. Yes. Where you can kind of see it a little bit, but not that much. So nothing yeah. like what we've got on these new Fusion Ts. But it's it's interesting yeah, to see the Aeolus there in your hand. I feel like the Fusion Ts are basically exactly the same guitar as the Aeolus, apart from the body shape. And they cost the same amount of money, roughly 400 euros. The one big difference being that the Aeolus is semi-hollow and has the Tesla pickups, and the Fusion Ts have the Wilkinson whammy bar and bridge yeah. on them, and that probably accounts for the budget, I would say. Yeah. The Silver Sparkle one looks great as well, uh, except I need to click the button so everyone else can see it as well. There you go. Yeah. I, I kind of like that one as well. The thing is, like, when you order one of these, you need to remember that uh, uh, there will probably be quite a lot of variation in the colors and flaminess and stuff like that. Just of course, because, yeah, and of, yeah, it's a bunch of Harley Benton guitar. also picks the most beautiful guitar that they can find to take official pictures oh, of, yeah, of course, absolutely. as any brand would. Yeah, but the sparkle exactly. on that is lovely, very yeah, nicely it done. It looks great. I didn't know I would like like a sparkle guitar, but that looks great. Yeah, then some other. Do they do S type yeah. guitars in this new range as well? Uh, I think they put out a range of those as well. So let's see, Fusion S. Let's go with that one. We're searching the Thoman website. Um, yep. Seems like they do. There's the Daphne Blue, the Shell Pink one. I, kind, yeah, same I think price, they kind of released these at the same time. This is also kind of cool. Is it gold hardware? E no. I don't like gold hardware. It doesn't work with the shell pink on that yeah, instrument, that, does it? Yeah, that. Yeah, gotta be more specific. But this looks silver. What? I hope they didn't put a gold bridge and a silver colored tuners. <laughs> that would be a bit. This does look a bit yeah, shell pink. Yeah, looks different I in every image. Yeah. Oh, well. That looks like it's chrome. That's definitely oh, chrome, well. that one. But the other one looks gold, 100%. So again, get Harley Benton to send you one and then you'll find out no in person. More. Exactly. Matt Heafy reveals, well, kind of two new Epiphone signature models. Uh, apparently his original one was sold out a while ago already. And by the way, I have to mention, it's really cool that he's actually playing 
the same guitars in his band. So he's actually yes. playing the guitars he's selling. And that's pretty Absolutely. amazing. So th there's uh, a six-string one, which is a bit more traditional, less ball shape, uh, 24.75 inch scale. But then there's also a seven-string one, or like, or like there will be a seven-string one, which is 25.5 inch scale length. I wasn't able to find a picture of the seven-string one just yet, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there will be photos of it at some point. And uh, what else? It's also equipped with his own Fishman Custom uh, MKH Fluence Modern 3 voice pickup. So it comes with like killer, killer pickups for metal. And there was like all kinds of switching options that I completely forgot at this point. I, I watched this video and I think all of the four pots had a push-pull feature. And if you know anything about uh, those uh, Fishman Fluence pickups, forgot the name of the brand for a second. Uh, they got so many different switching options and yeah, you are getting a lot of different sounds. And on the final note, I've listened to the Trivium's new album over the past week or so. It's actually good. Had, hadn't listened to the band for over a decade and all of a sudden I hear them again and it is good. Those guys can play and sing. Oh, oh yeah, they absolutely can. I remember when they first came out with the first record, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head either. Was it Ascendancy? Was it Shogun? Oh, they had something like Shogun or something like that. Let me check. You'll have to Google that. But yeah, I remember when they came out and I remember seeing them in magazines like Kerrang! and Metal Hammer. And I was just, at some point, someone put how old Matt Heafy was and he's younger than me by a year <laughs> or two, I think. And I was like, oh my God, this guy is... He's so talented. He, you know, an amazing songwriter yes. at such a young age, a great player, and some of the stuff that he plays while performing those intricate vocals yeah. is is pretty crazy. So he's he's always been a great musician, and I think a big inspiration to a lot of players coming through. And of course, he's always had this thing with Epiphones, and he's had a previous signature run of guitars, which were by all accounts very very good value for money. They sold out, and now we have these new ones, which look fantastic again. Although. Matt doesn't look particularly happy in the image there. Perhaps he's just <laughs> thinking about dinner or something. I don't know. But could be. These should be, oh, in way. terms of value for money, in terms of what you get for that price, pretty, pretty decent guitars. Pro level guitars, I would say. And indeed, yeah. he is a pro I, who's playing them on stage. So I actually have to mention also that uh, the neck joint on this guitar looks super comfortable. So it's not like a tr traditional bulky Les Paul. Uh, neck joint, it's like very nicely carved and you should have way better upper fret access which makes sense uh, for a metal guitar player, he's also like a killer lead player as well and yeah, does a lot of the so solos yeah. on the band's song so it just makes sense great yeah, exactly like, and it, it, yeah, go ahead it's great that you know, Epiphone and also Gibson these days are making the the modern mm. Les Pauls that give metal players and people who want to get up to the 24th fret quickly easier access to do that. So it, it's a no-brainer that this guitar has that sculpted heel or cutaway or whatever you want to call it. I think these are going to yeah. do really, really well. 
Yeah, I was just trying to figure out where is the like fourth tuning pick on the seventh string, but like we are checking out the Guitar World article, and I think there's like a video clip playing where you can see that the kind of upper side when you hold the guitar in the lap, uh, the upper side of the headstock has four tuners, and then there's three on the other side, so that's how they space them out. And oh, also one another interesting thing to mention: all of these models have a lefty option, which is very rare. Also, very cool. This is a case of an artist who clearly cares one hundred percent about the instrument and about his personal use and enjoyment of it, but also the people who would buy it. And you know that Matt Heafy yeah. is obviously very much attuned to what his fans are into because. He does a lot of online digital media, doesn't he? He streams. Yeah. He's worked with YouTubers before. It's actually Jared Dines, isn't it, who's toured with Trivium and played a few shows with them mm. in the not-too-distant past. So th this is a guy yes. who's totally in tune with his audience, and I applaud him. Yep. I'm applauding. Yep. You, you just can't see it because I'm not in frame right now, but I am physically applauding <laughs> Matt Heafy. Your hands are just like us of the camera and you're applauding very actively. They're just kind of wobbling around underneath, yeah. Yes. I was applauding. Doesn't nothing look weird more. at all. No. <laughs> uh, from Everphones to Fender, Fender unveils the Acoustasonic Player Telecaster. So an Acoustasonic silly shape, but made in Mexico. And it's uh, as... Ryan of 60 Cycle Hum pointed out in his thumbnail, it's cheaper now and slightly less featured as the American made one. But this is an interesting move, I gotta say, because it's, I'll try to find the price as we speak, but it's not like that much cheaper. Uh, it's what, uh, 1079 euros at Thoman as of shooting this video and that's I'm probably getting like finished prices for this so in Europe uh 1099 available which, immediately shipped to Finland which is an interesting price point um yes I've looked at the you know the forums that I read and they're mostly UK based and in the UK you can buy an, a new but B-Stock American-built Acoustasonic guitar for about £300 more than this Mexican one. So Whoa. they're quite close in terms of price points. It's going to be interesting to yeah. see what people make of them and if they perform anywhere near as well as the American ones. I don't think the fact that yeah. they have less tonal options will put people off. And I guess I the natural it. next step is going to be in six months' time, there'll be a Mexican version of the, the Jazzmaster Acoustasonic as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, one one seven 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 for the US made one, the Exodusonic Telecaster. That is, so there's a seven hundred euro price difference. That's a lot, but it's not that much. I don't know. I mean, all the profits go to the same company at the end, so I don't know if that really matters. But it's a neat. It's interesting. I mean, I think it totally makes sense for them to build affordable versions of their more expensive instruments. But yeah, I also feel like I mocked the Acoustasonic a little bit when it came out. 
and I don't want to make fun of this guitar either too much. My my question is still, who's buying these? I, I really would like to know for whom they're the most practical. I can totally imagine that if you're a, a live player and you're playing a set where you play acoustic and electric songs in the same set, if you want to have one instrument to do all of that, you could use one of these. But I don't think it's the kind of guitar you'd sit with at home and just noodle sat on the couch, right? I mean, you had the Acoustic Sonic. What, what does it sound like, actually, acoustically? It's actually a perfect noodling guitar on the couch because oh, okay. there, there is the acoustic element, uh, but it's not as loud as that. Like, if I get my dredge on and sit on the couch, uh, no one around me will be happy because it's a big body guitar, it's loud. This isn't. Yeah. And the Jazzmaster version I had sustained really well and it was just... A lot of fun to play, and I kind of wish I could have kept it, but I also need to feed the family, so I wasn't able to. But, I mean, I think, like, it's growing on me more and more. Like, I lo- like I, especially after having one, I like the concept a lot, and, like, pairing acoustic guitar sounds with more, like, electric guitar style playability at least. It's not like exactly the same as picking up my telly or anything else. But it's way closer. I really like that idea of it. And especially the Jazzmaster one was even more versatile sound-wise than these are. So I think I'm guessing the next one they'll release will be the Strat and then there will be the the Jazzmaster then. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that the fact that these are now, in terms of RRP, 700 euros cheaper than they were, mm. definitely makes the guitars more attractive to a, a whole new kind of budget point and group of people who would, you know, not want to pay 1700 but might consider this for around 1000 And you might see offers in stores selling these for 999 Who knows? At some point, yeah. once you get under that magic 1000 price point, they could be flying out the shops, but... Again, I, I still mm. don't know anybody who owns one of these who wasn't a YouTuber who was given one. Is anybody watching this who <laughs> owns an Acoustasonic? Please let us know, because we'd love to know your experiences. Or yeah, at least I definitely. would. You've had one, Vlad, of course. Uh, yes, but I, I think I'm a YouTuber of some sort, so I, it doesn't count. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, interesting thing is that uh, I almost see this as an imp- improvement because the Mexican-made one uh, runs on a 9-volt battery, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the American-made one had a rechargeable battery, uh, which was like my one of my only down points on it. Because if during the live set, like if you forget to recharge your rechargeable battery, which I think might have been swappable, but... I don't know where you can get like a spare battery or anything like that. If you run out of battery during the show or just before the show starts, I, I'm not sure how you would deal with that. Maybe there was some solution I'm forgetting right now. But here you can have a bunch of 9-volt batteries with you and swap a new one, you're good to go. So that might also actually be an improvement in some situations over the US-made one. So Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. And also, like I don't... I felt like uh, the Jazzmaster version had 10 different sounds, so like a five-way pickup switch, and then there's the blend knob where you can blend 
between the two. I think these have six. And honestly, based on the ones they had with the telly, they picked exactly the ones that I would use anyway. So I think it just made so sense. Yeah, position one is the clean and fat Telecaster. And our friend Eirik actually has a video out where he's putting that those sounds through like a big amp rig, which was really interesting. He got some cool, unique sounds. That way, uh, position two is lo-fi clean and crunch. And then there's a small body and red note acoustic. So you're getting the acoustic sounds, but some clean and crunch sounds as well. And yeah, I think it's cool. I'm again in like, I would also like to know who are the people buying this. And obviously these are selling well. Otherwise they wouldn't be releasing new models all the time. That would be just bad, bad business, and I don't think Fender is doing bad business. So, yeah, I, yeah, they they must be selling. They must be doing well. Otherwise, as you say, there would be no point in doing another version, another model, a slightly different version. So, yeah, yeah. it's fascinating. Perhaps this is a model which is selling more in North America than Europe, and we're less kind of in tune to what's happening there. I'm sure this is Could a be. decent guitar for. Um, Worship players, right? Mm. It's kind of perfect for that, actually. Especially the Jazzmaster one. I played one set where I had just the guitar, nothing else. And then for some song, I could go because that one had a bridge humbucker and there was like a fairly drivey setting on it. I could just flip that one, do the lead thing, and then for the first, quickly switch to a completely acoustic guitar sound and play that. It was kind of cool. So, yeah, it's perfect for that kind of stuff. And as yeah. we know, Do you know when, like in US, yeah, the sales you know in when US these are, are going to be available. Like, uh, did I just see that they were available right away? Available immediately. There you go. There you go. So, which color would it's you time choose? Time for you to make a trip to that local dealer and. You never know, they might have one of these, you'll get the pink PRS in. If you're very lucky, they'll have the Epiphone Billy Joe Armstrong Les Paul Jr. as well. You can try them all That's true. and report back and to us. Yeah, that list used to be a Gibson deal as well, so who knows, maybe they have those as well. Mm. Nice. A lot of cool, cool. stuff. That's, yeah, three very different but quite interesting instruments so far this week. Yeah, definitely. And there you go. Those were some of our favorite guitar news of 2021. As always, if you enjoy what we do, a great way to support us is to get something from the merch store. Use the affiliate links. Uh, there's a super thanks, uh, something like that feature on YouTube as well. You can do that as well if you so desire. Thank you so much for watching and have a great holiday season. We shall see you in 2022.